what's up and hi uh for the six of you that are still listening after last week's release of the second part of my conversation with jake thanks for sticking around um that that sure turned into a big dumpster fire so yeah i was gonna try and make this week's a little bit better than that so excuse me not gonna be a very long one this week don't really have a whole lot to uh to really say this week uh it's gonna be it's it's a it's been a it's been a long week um you know work was work was busy it wasn't it wasn't really anything stressful at work uh a couple weeks ago, I got my uh, certified or certification in personal training. So I've been trying to get a business started with that, trying to get all the necessary paperwork and all the all that fun stuff. So I haven't had a whole lot of time to devote to anything but that right now. Um, I do right now. I have a couple clients that I train and I talk to, and I I get them on their way and but I it's that's definitely something I want to grow because I do I I love helping people. I love helping in in any way I can and that's really what drew me to like the the bearding community is you know the the very first post I ever saw about a beard club. I didn't know it was a thing. Uh very first post I saw was um my old president or the chapter president of my old club posted in the some community page and it was like do you have a beard i was like well yes i do do you like to help people huh fuck as a matter of fact i sure as hell do we'll show up at this location at this time and help us set up a concert or whatever so i was like well that's weird i i was genuinely interested in finding out exactly what all that entailed, like what, what kind of help like I would be doing. So it turns out it was a, I mean, it was, it was a fairly large concert as far as number of bands. Uh, I think there was four or five bands that night and they, you know, the, the beard club was kind of in charge of running the sound for the whole, for the whole, uh, event. So it was the, my old president, he had a full and still does to this day, still has a full setup for concerts, for DJing stuff. Um, so I I got to talking with him that night and kind of found out, you know, what this whole beard club thing was about. And I was hooked. Um, I'd, I'd known there was like beard competitions cause I'd, I'd seen them online. I don't know how, like I'd, I don't know how I knew there was beard competitions, but I knew there was. And, uh, I just, I just, I've always, since I was little, and this goes back to my mom, since I was little, I've always wanted to help people. I've always wanted to make people better and make people's lives easier. And that, you know, we started out doing the uh, 
the angel tree from the, I think it was the Salvation Army. Um, they would have a tree in the mall. If, if you guys are not familiar with it, they'd have a tree in the mall and it would have little paper ornaments and the, the boys would be blue and the girls would be pink and it would say a boy such and such age. Here's what he likes or the girl such and such age. Here's what she likes. Go buy a present, put the, get it wrapped, put the tag on it and drop it off at the Salvation Army table. And you know, the first couple couple years, I was like, well, why the hell are we doing this? And then I got to be old enough to know, like my, my mom could explain, hey, you and your brother are extremely lucky. There's kids out there that if it weren't for what we're doing, they wouldn't have a Christmas. And that, I think I was eight or nine when it really, when it really hit home. I was just like, what the? fuck that I, cause I loved Christmas like, and not just the, the opening of the packages, but spending time with family. Like we, we had our, our family things, you know, grandma Marge and grandpa bills was Christmas Eve night. And then, you know, Christmas day up until the time my parents got divorced was, you know, it was at home. It was, you know, wake up, the butt crack of dawn, actually way, way before dawn, but there was a rule. We could only open stockings until parents woke up and we couldn't wake the parents up until like six thirty or seven or something like that, which wasn't a big deal. We always had killer stockings. So, but back to the, the giving tree, um, or the angel tree, or I can't, I honestly can't even remember what it's called now. It, it really, it, it literally broke my heart at eight or nine years old to think that there's kid, there was kids out there that, that wouldn't get a Christmas. So, you know, before, after that year, before we did anything, like before we did any kind of shopping for family, like that's what we, it's what we did. That's, I mean, that I sought that tree out every year when they, and I knew, you know, when they put it up, like we, we got to go, we got to get there. We got to, we, we got to, and I, there was years I would do two or three, four sometimes. So it wasn't, it wasn't just a one-time thing. It wasn't just a, you know, do it because mom said so. It was do it because it was the right thing to do. Do it because it felt good to give back to kids. I'll never know kids. I will never meet. Didn't matter to me. I didn't need that recognition. I didn't need that justification in, you know, a, a thank you from someone. I, I just didn't need it. But knowing that what I did back then helped someone, you know, have a smile on their face. Fuck, I'd do it all over again. And I still do it to this day. And I just do it in a different way. And honestly, this is not at all where I thought this podcast was going to go. Um, I have notes written on my, on my notepad and it was all about slowing down and taking breaks. And I, I kind of on a, not going to do that one this week. So, you know, with the, with the bearding community and I, I've talked about it multiple times and you guys are just going to have to deal with it. It's, it's a family. There is so many different 
walks of life that are within this community that it's impossible to narrow down like where everybody comes from. The only thing that really brings us all together, you know, that men, women, kids included, the only thing that brings us together is what we want to give back to the community. Um, you know, whether that's through a beard competition where we raise money for a specific charity, uh, food drives, different events where we raise money, where we get, you know, donations together and do a, do a, like a Thanksgiving dinner. I remember one year with my old club, we fed, I think, 10 different families because of different donations that we got. And we, you know, we pulled money out of our, our bank account and went and bought Thanksgiving dinners for 10 different families around the area. And it, you know, we had, we had a lot of help from community members. We had a lot of help from, you know, a specific restaurant. She, they donated, oh no, that was Christmas that they donated a bunch of stuff. But I mean, regardless, we, you know, people are, it's funny. Uh, there's, there's a lot of people that are willing to help. They just don't know how to help. So the more people you talk to, the more people you ask, the more people you get in touch with and let them know what your quote unquote mission is, they're, they're willing to help. They, they will bend over backwards to help as long as you ask. And, and the worst thing that they can do is say no. And at that point, you're still right where you started. If, if they say no, then, you know, that's fine. Like they, they don't have to help everybody. They don't have to help every time you ask, but they can't help if you don't ask. And that's one of the things that it's, that was a, a tough thing for me to learn. Uh, when I kind of started getting more into the, the leadership role of the club is, you know, it's such a small community here. Like the, the physical town is not very big and we were doing, you know, one event every month that we, I think we averaged one event every month and a half. And I was like, we're just going to get like, we're, we're going to get oversaturated with all the sports teams, with all the, you know, all the other little fundraisers going on. Like these people are just going to get tired of giving. And they never did. Never once did we walk into a business. Did we talk to a community member? Did we talk to, you know, someone from, a couple communities away, like never once did they say, Jesus, you guys just do too much. Like there's, there's just too much going on. Like we, we just can't that never one time in all the years that I've been doing stuff with the beard clubs, has there been a community member or a business in, in this town specifically that says we just can't. It's always, what can we do to help? How can we help you guys? What do you need from us? What do you need from, you know, what, what, what is, where's this going? Where's your, what's your guys' goal? Like what it, they're never going to say no is, is basically the, what I'm saying. And if they do say no, that's fine. Hit them up next time. It's just, it's, this fucking community is amazing. 
and that's one of the reasons like I haven't left. Like I, I really, I don't have a whole lot keeping me here other than the sense of community that this town has, you know, when bad shit happens, they rally and it's, that's what a small town does. And a lot of the times this place kind of gives off a want to be big town, big city vibe, you know, with all the stuff going on. But when it comes down to it, the heart and soul of this community, it's still a small little farming town. People will bend over backwards to help out. All you got to do is ask. That's it. You just you just have to break down that little barrier that a lot of us have, or that some of us have, of talking to strangers. Um, I know that was a that was a big problem for me for a long time. I did not like to talk to people that I didn't know. Um, you know, saying hi, give them a nod, like that's fine. It's all you know. Like I can do that. But like having an actual conversation and asking for things and like, I, I don't like to ask for things. doesn't matter what area of my life. I don't really like to ask very much of anyone around me. And that all comes from, you know, my grandma, my, my grandma Marge who passed away, you know, what almost 10 years ago now. It, she was a very, uh, she, I, don't, I don't know how to, she's a whole nother podcast on herself, everything that she taught me, everything that she taught everybody around her, but she definitely wanted all of her grandkids to be able to stand on their own two feet and to to take care of things, you know, when they needed to be taken care of. And it, it didn't matter if it was your job, didn't matter if it was your you know, if it was your chore, if it was your responsibility, if it needed to get done, you just, just go fucking do it. And that continued on throughout my whole life. Like I, you know, through sports, I would go learn every positions, like, especially during football, I would learn every positions job on every play. So like a lot of people study a playbook they study their position so they know, okay, I have to do this. I would study every other position as well. So there was never a time that if we, my senior year, we had 17 kids on the team. There was a chance that I, there was a very good possibility that if two people got hurt, I was going to be fucking playing quarterback and I was the starting right guard. So and and that was strictly because I knew the playbook better than probably the quarterbacks. But I never I never thought it was too much. I never thought it was like I never went into it with the mentality of, oh, well that's not my job. I don't have to worry about it. No, you do. You don't have to go do the job for them, but just know what they're supposed to do and that lets you focus on what you're supposed to do even better. That way you're not worried about what they're doing. You do your job, you take care of yourself. And if you get asked or if you see a need to step up, then you, if you know what they're supposed to do, then you can step up. And it's the same way in the business world. You know, I was, 
for 13 years, I was technically the, the tier two broadband and support technician. Or I was, what the fuck? That was not at all what my job title was. I was the tier two network and broadband support technician. There we go. That's better. Um, but I definitely took it upon myself to learn aspects of customer service, aspects of assignment, aspects of dispatch, aspects of being an actual field technician so that if anyone had questions, they didn't have to go searching for answers. I either knew the answer or I knew exactly who to talk to to get them the answer that they needed in a more timely manner than, oh, well, you need to go talk to customer service. And then they would talk to customer service and customer service wouldn't know exactly the right answer. So then they'd have to transfer them around. I, I hate talking to businesses that they are so specific in their jobs and the people take no pride in their job and people take no pride in their company and they they just don't they don't give a shit about the customer experience that was my main thing is I wanted everything and everybody to have a great experience and you know back to the whole football thing I wanted to be the one out on the field that you know if someone needed help I knew who was available to help them. I was the one making all the line calls anyway. Typically that's the center's job, but in our offense, the guards were way more active and I would have been underutilized as a center. So I was making all the, the line calls for, you know, the, the guys. And I would be like, Hey, tight end, you need to help such and such over there. And I mean, we had code words and shit, but Essentially, I was running like if if you watch an NFL game or a college game or I mean even some high school games at, when the, like a Texas or a California or Florida football high school. If you watch them, center will get to the ball and he will point. He will, and obviously you're not able to hear him, but he's up there. He's making line calls. He's telling the line which way to go, which way to shift where he thinks the blitz is coming from quarterback, obviously going to be calling out shit too. Um, we've all heard, you know, 54 Mike, 54 is Mike. Well, that means the number 54 is the middle linebacker and then the line needs to adjust their blocking scheme based on that one player being the middle linebacker. This has gotten way off track. So anyway, back to, I don't even know what point I'm going to get back to. Other than I like helping people. I like being asked to, I mean, I don't even like being asked to, like, I'm not, I don't want to say you have to ask me to get help. I like seeing a need and filling a need. That's what I'm trying to say. If I have the ability to, to help out in any way, shape or form, like I'm going to do it. Like I, you know, it, and, and if no one around me has the capabilities of doing what needs to be done, I'm going to learn those skills. Like, for example, like we had event flyers that needed to get done. No one in our club at that point had ever really done any kind of graphic design. So I bought a tablet, I'd started dicking around with stuff and you know, before I knew it, I was designing stuff for not only our chapter, but 
other chapters and other clubs and other, you know, other organizations I would do stuff for. And that, you know, it's, it's just a, it's just a thing that if there's a need and it needs to be filled, like I'm going to step up and do it until someone can come along and do it better. Like I have no problem handing over the reins if you can do a better job. Like it's not a, like I don't have such an ego that, Oh no, I've been doing this for, I've been doing this forever. It's my job. No. If you do a better job all yours, bro, you have at it. It's, it's take it. I don't care. I don't care that much that it's going to hurt my feelings and I'm going to get all butt hurt and I'm going to, you know, want to walk away from things. No, I want the best job done. And if I'm not the right person to do that job, I will step back. I, you know, if you come along and say, Hey, I can do a better job and you can prove it. Fucking have at it. Like it's, and that's another, that's a whole other podcast too. And start writing these podcast ideas down as I'm talking. Anyways, so we just uh, we we covered a lot in a short amount of time. That was uh, there was a lot there to digest. So you guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you with that. I'm gonna let you guys think on that stuff. So if you have any questions, hit me up. If you have any show ideas, hit me up. If you want to tell me to shut the fuck up, hit me up. I don't care. You're not gonna you're not gonna hurt my feelings. I'm gonna keep doing it. So I mean you can you can yell at me to shut up all you want. It's it's just still gonna happen every week. It's just don't waste your breath on that. I mean, if you wanna have a, a decent argument, don't come to me because I don't like to argue. I'll do whatever I can. I'll I'll just say okay and give you a thumbs up and let you go on your way thinking you're big Billy Badass and and I'm, you know, the next Wednesday there's going to be another podcast and you're going to be like, what the fuck? I thought he said he was going to shut up. Ha <laughs> nope. Okay, I've rambled long enough. I have no idea what the hell this podcast was about. I apologize for that, but you guys signed up to listen to the rambling beard. Tonight was the rambling beard. Stay bearded. Stay beautiful. We'll be here on here.